Hello, everyone, and welcome to How to Chess. As you may have seen in the show description, we have an illustrious guest joining us this week, a legend of the chess game, the undisputed 14th World Chess Champion, uh, one of the top 10 highest rated players of all time, and a chessable author of Thinking in Chess, a How-To Guide, an excellent course, which I have enjoyed and which is on sale, by the way. Um, so what can I say? We're going to learn some chess improvement tips from none other than Grandmaster Vladimir Kramnik. So Vladimir, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for doing this. So Vladimir, I did a longer interview with you for the Perpetual Chess Podcast, and we talked a bit about the course. And obviously, the big theme is sort of uh, prophylaxis. So why don't we just dive right in? And if you could tell me a little bit about sort of when you started to learn how important prophylaxis is preventing your opponent's plan in chess. I, I guess you know, everybody knows it uh, from the first day he uh, starts to study chess, but, uh, um, but then with years, more and more you play chess, you think about chess, and then, you, uh, then at least with me, uh, what happened is that I started to try to structureize uh, and conceptualize uh, certain you know, feelings about the game. Uh, what I feel about chess. So I always kind of felt that it's very much about prophylactic, this game uh, of uh, chess. And um, especially since my first book uh, was Best Games of Anatoly Karpov, who is, uh, well, maybe at least one of the best, if not the best uh, prophylactics player uh, ever, you know, in the history of chess. So. Of course, it was very natural. So then with time, I started to, to try to make a certain structure out of it, certain trying to understand how it works. Uh, and uh, so maybe this course, which I've published uh, some time ago, this is a result of my, uh, of my thinking process for, for years, you know, and I was trying to think more and more about it. And of course, again, as uh, chess is a too complicated, too complex game to, um, you know, to have a very clear, simple structure, or uh, I would say, uh, you know, to have rules which work in 100% of cases, of course not. And, uh, and that is why we love this game. That is why it's so interesting. Um, but uh, in any case, yeah, what I uh, try to give to the, um, to people who are listening to this course is uh, certain ideas, you know, certain understanding of a structure. Yeah, how does it work structurally? But then, of course, you need, uh, well, years and years, uh, um, a lot of experience, practice uh, to, to get the, you know, to master this probably the most uh, difficult or at least one of the most difficult uh, elements in chess. Yes, and of course, um, the the more advanced you get in chess, I think the more important it becomes. Now, Vladimir, um, you mentioned having a framework for how to think about chess, uh, how to think about prophylaxis, and that was one of the things I enjoyed most in your course. You talk about the three questions, which of course are separate. Uh, Grandmaster Jakob Agard has written about three questions in his book, Thinking Inside the Box. These are a separate, your own three questions. Um, now, I don't know how much of the material from your course you're willing to spoil, but could you talk a little bit more about that framework? Uh, yeah, well, maybe I, I, I'm not sure that uh, this, those three questions or uh, in general the ideas which I try to present uh, 
in this course the totally new maybe somebody had had the same ideas already or similar ideas so i don't know but uh, one thing i can assure that it's fully a fruit of my own reflections and uh, uh, about uh, the game of chess uh, so uh, the yes well i i want um, uh, you know uh, actually a strong chess player a top chess player usually is doing this kind of automatically Yes, so so we not non-consciously. Yes, so you're actually uh, uh, answering, asking those questions, answering those questions, and then you make a move. But on the top level or strong level, uh, strong and master level, it's yeah, you don't notice it. So what I what I did then is trying to make a certain retrospective, yeah, analysis. So actually trying trying to understand what kind of questions uh, I mean do we ask top players strong and masters uh, which help us to to find the right move so it more worked like this and then I understood that actually this is a pass I mean uh, more or less of course you can argue there are maybe some other questions uh, which are also appearing in our mind when we play chess but in general structurally this is the pass and then so what I present is um, uh, especially for club players or amateur players uh, is actually uh, the vice versa scenario yes so then I, I once I understood it then I want uh, you all the uh, listeners of the course to uh, uh, to make this pass, you know, uh, uh, from one from A to Z, because I did it while preparing uh, this material. Is what I did is I was doing it from Z to A. Yeah, if you if you see what I mean, yeah. So I and uh, I think that as simple as it might uh, sound, uh, actually, in a, roughly, it is. Uh, those are the questions you ask yourself, and you should ask yourself. Uh, well, to try to find the best move in a position or best plan, it doesn't, of course, doesn't guarantee uh, that you will manage. And uh, in the most examples I, I give you, uh, I give in this course, I mean, my opponents or sometimes myself uh, couldn't manage anyway. But it is uh, extremely important. I mean, it's extremely helpful it uh, increases significantly your chances of finding the right uh, decision. That's, that is my opinion. And But of course, the course is not only about that. There is a lot, a lot more in it. So what I'm actually trying to, to present there is, uh, well, my way of thinking, you know, how do I see the, a position, you know, a given position, there are many examples. and. Uh, most of them are from my own games, uh, uh, just because I, I, it's easier for me because I remember very well, actually. What did I say? I mean, why did I play this move or that move? So it makes it easier um, uh, to, you know, to, to explain in a way, yeah, because it's my own experience. And uh, yeah, so, uh, so I, I basically give on top of this and actually maybe even more important than, than those questions or those structure of of uh, thinking is uh, just, uh, well, how do I, and I guess other top players, uh, you know, um, search for, for the best move or for the best plans? What kind of questions do we ask? Uh, what kind of elements do we consider uh, in, a, in a certain position? Uh, and then, um, you know, so this combination of, of those elements, of those questions finally leads us to a certain decision. And I believe that is, uh, yeah, this should be very, very interesting at, at least, but also extremely useful. 
because actually, okay, the level of players uh, are, is different, definitely. Yeah, there are top grandmasters, there are masters, there are club players, but uh, the game is still the same. So I guess the path to the right um, decision is more or less the same. It just, okay, also uh, your opponent level, stronger you become, your, your level of your opponents increase, so it's getting more and more difficult. But basically the structure, I believe, is the same for... One eight player, one thousand eight hundred, and two thousand eight hundred. I don't think it's a, there is a very big difference. Yeah, I, as a twenty one hundred player, maybe somewhere in the middle of the target audience. That was definitely my impression. Now, Vladimir, I did just want to quickly clarify. I didn't mean to say that I, anything in the course was like borrowed from somewhere else. The only thing that you have in common with uh, Agard's three questions are that there's three questions, and of course, no, in no, your no. I, I I don't. Yeah, I just. In fact, I wanted to clarify that. Uh, no, no problem at all with it because I understand that there might be some other uh, book somewhere where something similar is is said. I mean, but uh, oh, I mean, not exactly, definitely, because uh, uh, but maybe something of, of similar sense. But uh, anyway, what I wanted to uh, to also to tell to the audience that uh, yeah, it's definitely you can be sure there is not a single. Uh, idea is taken from any book so it's from a to z totally my my course yeah but yeah just just that it's important but chess after all you know uh, it's uh, you know it's a game and there are, it's a game which is played for centuries already and there are many people as me trying to conceptualize certain things so it is possible that some other grandmasters or strong players you know they came up to some similar conclusions i mean that's that is true yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. And Vladimir, we haven't revealed what the three questions are. Uh, of course, they have to do with prophylaxis. We'll, we'll tell you that much. I don't know if you would want to tell, give give uh, viewers and listeners a free preview, or uh, should they purchase the course to find out? I mean, I can I can give it, but the thing is that um, actually it doesn't. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it's like uh, uh, reading War and Peace in one page, you know, on the internet. <laughs> right. I mean, of course, you will get a certain idea of what it is, but but actually, it will not be very useful. Yeah, <laughs> not of any of much use because finally, you need you know the, a lot of explanations of how and what and when are uh, needed. Uh, so in in a way. Uh, and it's I'm not trying to you know to sell my course or anything, but what I what I want to say is that in a way it's uh, it can be even confusing, misleading a bit if I just uh, tell you this kind of you know one page uh, uh, summary of war and peace, and and then <laughs> you get a certain idea of that you understood what is it all about, but in fact there is a big chance that that you will it will mislead you. So. I would rather say that, uh, again, yeah, in, in any case, uh, given these questions or not, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's better, I mean, don't uh, try it at home, uh, so <laughs> to say, unless unless you really study the full course, because, uh, yeah, it's not, not that simple, you know, chess is not a simple game where, you know, there is a certain, you know, uh, um, pass of questions you ask always in every position. You ask those three questions, you have your answer, and then you play the best move according to the computer, the first line. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like this. Uh, so, I mean, uh, up to you, I can uh, reveal it. I, 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 we can leave it for, you know, like this. So, but it doesn't matter. I don't think actually, again, revealing it will be very useful without, uh, you know, at least a certain part of the course. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I mean, there's amazing exposition in the course. You do a great job explaining with lots of examples. Um, but we will say for listeners, basically, that it, you look for forcing lines and then look for your opponent to have a direct threat and then try to look to try to determine their plan and then think about your plan. But obviously, there's much more to it than that. And we yeah, well, it, yeah. So I would say first, uh, uh, and that that sounds very simple, and that might sound too simple. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's just the structure, only a kind of very general structure uh, um, of the direction of your thought. Yeah, when you are uh, thinking about your you know your next move. But basically, yeah, first is is just to see if you can win tactically or mate your opponent in one move, preferably into also fine or, or take some material yeah that is definitely the first uh, thought uh, uh, then the second is to see what are the tactical threats of your opponent uh, uh, that is very important i mean if there is a very direct threat then third is is and that is very important uh, this exactly in this order the third should be what is the plan of your opponent what your opponent wants to do and that is where Many players uh, of amateur or club level they 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 make mistakes because they first start to think about their own plan, but that is a, in my opinion a very serious mistake. And once if if you are doing it and if you manage to change it, um, you know the move order so to say in chess uh, uh, using chess language and first uh, try to understand what is the plan of your opponent, and only then the force if. Yeah, yeah the only then the fourth question yeah would be uh yeah your own plan uh, something like that but again it's very very roughly yeah i mean uh, uh don't think that uh, now you you know you know everything already about <laughs> prophylactics it's uh, a bit uh, too early yeah, if only it were so easy. Now, Vladimir, we've gone a bit extra on time just because having you here is such a treat. I just have, I think, one more question for you, which, as you mentioned, your course is a lot of examples from your own games because those are what you know best. But having, as a consumer of your course, I know that there are moments where you're, for example, showing a Karpov game, as you mentioned, one of your childhood chess heroes, um, and trying to break down his uh, his train of thought. So I was curious if there's ever been a moment in your life, Vladimir, where you've run into one of your contemporaries, such as Vladimir, I mean, such as uh, Anatoly Karpov, and asked him something along the lines of like, hey, when you played this game, what were you thinking at that moment? Do you ever just pull someone aside and quiz them about a game that you've studied? Frankly, not, but, uh, and I'm not sure they would uh, tell me, yeah. But, uh, but then, I mean, if you, if you're yourself a strong player, then actually you can understand, you can feel it, you can get the feeling. And uh, even uh, I think a, a amateur or club level player, I mean, there is one lesson about Karpov's games and I'm, I'm, I'm showing to, I think you can uh, feel it uh, almost at any level uh, or you have. Yeah. I mean, the, this kind of uh, uh, mood, Karpov's mood of when he plays chess, how does he play chess? It is so obvious in a way when you, when you, but, but you need a certain explanation. And once you see, because, you know, for example, Karpov and in general prophylactics chess is, is, uh, is not so uh, easy to catch. Yeah. Because some moves, they seem to be very normal and nothing special. But in fact, what I'm trying to, to do a lot in this course is to explain why, why exactly this move. 
and and then then you catch it but sometimes you need an explanation because it's not obvious yeah it's not a direct attack you sacrifice a piece and then you mate that is something everybody can understand but in Karpov games uh, and also in the examples I'm showing you because again uh, that's why I go very deep uh, often there uh, you know very so I I, I chose this um, plan of maybe maybe you know showing a bit of less examples but going deeper into it because then then you start to get this feeling how every move actually is very often you know for, for quite a number of moves you know for every move is actually is about prophylactics is about the general idea of you know fighting against your opponent's plan and and i think this is then then it really starts to get into you know into your mind and you you because it's really you you see how like in some games i'm showing there you know it's like during 15 moves both players only thing they do is trying to stop the plan of the opponent and you know uh, and then and when i explain why and what why this move why that move and you see that it's all the, always about that i think that um, that brings you you know that gives that's that is very educational and in fact um then you start really to understand that the game of chess is uh, most of the time is about this and and the one who is mastering this element better actually often is a better player that is actually the uh, the showing the level and uh, so uh, that is why i mean we, yeah i never asked anyone but uh, i i mean i played a lot with anatoly karpov with other players and uh, i guess i have a, i mean we have quite similar understanding of chess i suppose yeah so i understand why why he played this move or that move and i think i'm capable of explaining the reasons Yes, I, I would venture to say so. And of course, for any uh, club players, um, club level players watching or listening, um, obviously, it's not going to be like a Kramnik or Karpov game when you try to prevent your opponent's plans. But the idea of actively trying to figure out what they're trying to do and just limiting mistakes is what can take you to a higher level. So Yeah, and, and, and just the last thing that uh, prophylactics actually doesn't necessarily mean, and you will see it a lot in the course also, that this, this is, should be a very... Uh, defensive or uh, move, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, moving your piece, piece uh, somewhere close to your king or to the first rank with white. Actually, very often, uh, an aggressive move, an active move, is is at the same time a prophylactic move. So it's uh, much wider than just, uh, you know, it's not about defending. Prophylactics is not about defending. Sometimes it's about a very active play, and even in attack, you can. Uh, attack and at the same time actually make uh, prophylactic. So it's a very wide uh, um, thematic, in fact. And I tried my best to, uh, yeah, in uh, this limited amount of time because you need full life to to mm -hmm. uh, understand it and to study it. But I tried my best to get you the certain, you know, uh, uh, understanding of what it is, how important it is, and and hopefully also giving you some advices, some well, hopefully valuable advices uh, that you can improve in it. And that would definitely, if you improve in this element, you improve in general in chess, I can assure you. This is the most difficult, and the, but the most valuable uh, element to work on. Excellent. That's a great note to end on. The course is, <clears throat> excuse me, the course is called Thinking in Chess, a how-to guide. Thank you again, Grandmaster Vladimir Kramnik, for joining us here on How to Chess. Thank you. All the very best to you.
And we are back with our three improvement takeaways. Now, one thing I want to say before we get to these three improvement takeaways is stay tuned because we have a little contest for you all, although there will only be one winner of uh, Grandmaster Cram Next Course, but we're going to have a little trivia contest. So, so stay tuned for that. But first, I mean, obviously, there's so much to learn from the former world champion, but here's some things that I've been thinking about having been a viewer of his course and, of course, having had this conversation. One is just sort of obviously the big picture point, as uh, Grandmaster Kramnik emphasizes both in our talk and in his course, it's almost impossible to... Um, to exaggerate the importance of uh, preventing your opponent's plan. The stronger you become, the more important you become. Of course, we call that prophylaxis. Um, and it's just something that I've noticed as well. Um, the higher up the ladder you go, the more that players are actively thinking about uh, stopping their opponent's fun before they have their own. And that brings us to uh, takeaway number two, which is the three questions, which um, we did ultimately reveal in our conversation. So this is a framework that Grandmaster Kramnik goes into great detail about in the course. Definitely recommend you check it out. But he recommends a sort of checklist where first you look for a forcing line. Uh, look to see if you have a tactic. That you, that you can still look for. But then look to see if your opponent has a direct threat. And then if they don't have a direct threat, number three is then try to see what their more general plan might be. And as Grandmaster Kramnik has said, that's really uh, that's where the rubber meets the, the road. That's uh, that's where uh, the money is made in chess because that that part can be tricky. But he provides some amazing examples uh, in the course. And number three is something that he highlighted just now in our conversation, which is that prophylaxis can be active. You might think it has to be, you know, a basic example would be making a space for your king so you don't get back rank mated, that sort of thing. But it can be that you see your opponent has a plan, but by striking first, you're preventing their plan. So just because you're thinking of what your opponent wants to do doesn't mean you're only playing defense. So obviously, there's always going to be amazing insights from Grandmaster Kramnik, and I just love to hear him talk chess. So those are some things I'll be thinking about in the wake of this excellent conversation. So now, listeners and viewers, please hang on, and we will reveal the trivia question, which you'll probably need to be quick to win this contest, although I don't think it's an easy answer. The trivia question, which we plan to reveal the answer of, uh, possibly even with uh, Grandmaster Kramnik telling the story himself. But here is the question. Who is the first Grandmaster that Vladimir Kramnik defeated in a simul? So you may feel like you know. You may just want to guess. You may try to do some sleuthing. But the first person to tell me what they, the correct answer will win one of Grandmaster Kramnik's courses. And the ways you can tell me, of course, you can tweet at me. I'm at Official one on Twitter. You can send an email to howtochess at chessable.com or any other way that we're able to have a time-stamped answer and we get it first, then you can just might win this course. So thanks for listening and watching, everyone, and we will catch you all soon. Mm -hmm.